Hey folks, it's Tomo, Sean, and Andrew from What's Going On Here. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Or wherever you stream your favorite podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Ladies and gentlemen, from our beer pause, uh, our two-part episode, Beer, Beer, and More Beer. Uh, my name is Tom Norick, also known as T-Love, in Forge of Empires Playing Circles, just in case you didn't know. And with me, as always, I have the lovely, uh, the aerodynamic, the sleek, the hack, very hacker-looking right now on screen, uh, Mr. Sean Quigley, a.k.a. The Quig, as he's known in air traffic controller circles. How are you, sir? Um, pretty good. I, I, I like the air, the air traffic controller thing. I've got the big clunky headphones, so yeah. I understand that. Um, yeah, doing pretty, doing pretty good. Right. Not too bad. Excellent. And with us, as always, we have the face, if you will. If we were the A-team, which we're not. We're probably like the Q team or the W team. We're pretty down far on the alphabet. But this would be our face. I mean, on my screen, he's to my left, and that's why I'm doing this. Um, Mr. Andrew Albagies, a.k.a. AA. That's a lot of A's. God damn it. We need a better uh, nickname for you. Andrew Albagies, known as AA in... Alphabet soup circles. How are you, sir? Andrew, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. Um, I can't think of a witty alphabet soup comment, but you went with another A, alphabet A. And here we are. You could have, you could have like been the Google parent company or something, man. Let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> we are out of practice, ladies and gentlemen. I haven't in a while. The energy, is, the energy is different when we're not all in the same room together, too. It's like, true. This is true. This is which I was true. thinking the other day, in the time that I've been on the podcast with you guys, we've now done significantly more podcasts virtually than we yes. ever did together. Yes. Which is yeah. so weird. Because we started in the new year. Yeah. We probably had, I want to say, four, recorded four? four or five episodes before we went virtual. Before everything went to shit. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, like I said, this is a two-parter, folks. If you listen to our prior episode, we're basically, uh, th this is part two of the episode, Beer, Beer, and More Beer. Uh, we each had a beer that we sampled last time, and we're just talking about anything and everything in this episode. But our main focus is the beer, as it usually is. We talk about something in the pop zeitgeist. We try to break it down, what's going on here. But it's really about the beverages, the adult beverages, the frosty beverages, whatever you want to call them. And um, this is no different, but uh, to close up this summer, because it's been such such a shit show, and, and I know 6.2 from the prior episode is starting to get to me. Um, <laughs> um, 
we decided to do two beers each because it's tough to coordinate because we're in different locations and different liquor stores carry different things. So we're each giving you a beer per episode. So in two episodes, you're getting six beers, which I think is the most we've ever done, right? Well, the last episode we did it because Sean had to go and be British. We had two. Well, that was two beers. That's still only two beers total, right? Yeah, yeah. so never mind. So thank you, Sean. Thank you. Well, for- so you did your special when you did all the, the top beers, right? Oh, we did on the, the episode I guessed it in years ago now. Yes, we How did that special. We did four. We, we did, did four, four beers. Each. Absolutely. Yes, we did four beers. Yeah. And with Amy and Angela when they were on the show, we did two Beers and two, no, we did two ciders and two wines. Or or just two wines. I think two wines. Yeah, anyway. Oh, I like there's some super fans out there, some anoraks sitting there being like, well, I, I think you'll find it with episode there. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you something. You don't fucking make fun of that guy because he's in <laughs> business. That don't guy. be a dick. The guy in like Cape Verde or like Lima, Peru or fucking Pyongyang or wherever the hell he is. (laughs) Sean is doing a bit from the episode 74 of Star Trek, Evil Captain Kirk. Please not pay attention to what Sean is saying. It's all a bit. (laughs) If you're from Peru and you're listening to this right now, you better stop listening. Don't you listen ever again. We don't like you, Peru. Peru, you go away. Peru, we love you. Say, send us empanadas, please. Okay. He doesn't mean that. <laughs> he doesn't mean that. He's just bitter. <laughs> okay, so uh, shall we go? Uh, uh, Sean, why don't you start us off? What beer do you have for the second round? I have a Goose Island. Uh, oh, okay. What's it called? Uh, Goose Island. Um... Paper Umbrella? Oh, yeah. Paper Umbrella. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a nice, nice, very nice looking can. I like the look of it. Very plain. Um, very clean, yeah. Very clean, nice big can. Um, it, it says uh, it's a tropical IPA. It says Ooh. it's coconutty, pineapple hoppy paradise. Oh. Uh, 4.5%, so not very strong. Um, for an IPA, that's maybe one of the lightest IPAs I've ever had. Yeah. Um, uh, 38 IBU. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, if I'm looking away, it's because I'm actually looking at the same, I'm here to cut co- for coverage because I'm w- looking at the stats on untapped. The, uh, mm. So, yeah, absolutely. Goose Island, I have nothing but good things to say about Goose Island because I remember when I first met my wife. Uh, well, I, my wife and I met in 1995. Um, in 96, I think it was in 97, she bought me at the time, which was like really like an exotic gift. And it was called beers around the world. It wasn't really beers around the world, but it was basically all these breweries that were across the U S but that weren't in the area locally. You know, you had the big mega breweries, your bud Miller, et cetera, et cetera, you know, with a few imports and that kind of stuff. And they had, and one of the beers was Goose Island. And I remember thinking, at that time, that was the best American beer I had ever tasted. So I, I, I have nothing but praise for Goose Island. Yeah. So who goes next? Me? 
Yeah. Okay, I'll go. I have, which I'm really looking forward to, because I've only heard good things about this from certain people that are very sophisticated, I might add. Um, I have Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA by El Segundo Brewing Company out of, where are they from? Oh, it doesn't say here. I'm going to have to look it up. Anyway, probably Texas, right? He's the Texas. Uh, California. It's, oh, here it is. El Segundo Brewing Company by New Realm Brewing Company, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Huh. Didn't see oh. that coming. Well, that's not true. I mean, it doesn't seem to be true. I don't think it it's, is. It, well, it, it says here, brewed and canned for El Segundo Brewing Company by uh, Realm Brewing Company. So my guess is they contracted uh, on the East Coast to do it for them. Uh, probably, yeah. yeah. So uh, let, let, let me check Untapped real quick to see, uh, let's see, Broken Skull. Broken Skull. Oops. Here we go. Here we go, yeah. Uh, they are, you're right, El, well, El Segundo, obviously. El Segundo, California, yeah. 6% ABV with 67 IBU. And of course, um, I was a wrestling fan of old, so Steve Austin is uh, extra, the Texas Rattlesnake is an extra bonus for me. I know, Sean, you were a wrestling fan as well, still are. Are you still? Oh, oh yes, I am a massive loser. The quarantine <laughs> has only exacerbated the loserness. Uh, uh, you, you can uh, practically, uh, you can, it's like the white of the moon is where my big stupid earphones sit around my ears now because all I do is just sit on the computer and watch wrestling. That's all I do. Can you, now, I probably haven't actively watched wrestling in probably 15 years, like literally. Like I don't know any of the characters anymore. And I turned it on because, of course, the big thing was WWE was considered uh, essential business in Florida, so they let them have fights down there. Yeah, unfortunately. And they're just like fighting, and all you hear is all the grunts and the slap of the freaking ropes and, and it, in the turnbuckles and getting hit on the mat and other guys yelling from the side. And it just it makes me think of a sad party with three kids and a bowl of stale chips. I, I just can't get past that. It's not good. Yeah, that wasn't that. That was not good. They, um, it's it's come a long. It's come a long way now. Uh, okay. Now now they've come. Now they came up. The WWE specifically came up with this thing called the Thunderdome. The Thunderdome. Which Two men is, in, one um, man out. Two men no. in, one man out. No. Oh. So what it is is they they're doing all their shows now because they were doing it out of their gym. It, they call the performance center down all right. which is their training gym right. so it was like in this gym and it was looked awful but it was all they could come up with at the time and but now they're doing all their shows out of the um where is it the amway center i think uh one of these basketball uh centers okay. and um they have where all the seats would be usually is all L lcd screens and they have people like zooming in like fans like me sitting here with their headphones on like that. <laughs> oh, sitting there where there would be people and it screams all the different faces and people just going. 
And they pipe in the audio of everyone sitting there. And it's like a virtual audience of nerds. It's like... Um, it, that is literally the saddest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Literally the saddest thing I've ever heard. And I can't believe you were a part of it. It's... Yeah, it's it's great. It's like... It's like uh, I, you I, know what it is? It's, it's one inch away from being the running man. Remember the Running Man movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger? It, it is, but the, the guys on the screens aren't doing any running. There's no, <laughs> there's no running being done by the by those. To be fair, yeah, the wrestlers are doing a bit of running, but it's um, it yeah, it's it's way better than it was. It's not ideal. Um, although okay. there's another company, AEW, who right. are like the new age. WCW, right? Um, who, who are really good. I'm a big fan of. I love that company. That it, is really that the cool. one that Jericho runs? Uh, he doesn't run it. He was the champion inaugural. It's run by uh, the Khans, who own the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, oh, okay. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, Fulham Football Club in the in the UK. So big billionaires. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots yeah. of money. The the, the son, uh, Tony Khan, is a huge wrestling fan and wanted to start this. And it's on TNT. Live on TNT yep. Wednesday nights and um, perfect. It's where the WCW yeah. was, yeah. Yeah, big stars. You know, they have a lot of people came over from the WWE, like people disgruntled people who were good wrestlers who didn't like the company, and then also um, they brought some really good old school guys back in. Like they got Jake the Snake Roberts is is on AW as like a manager, really good manager. Like oh, okay, he's school. a manager. Oh um, no, he's not wrestling. Just... He's not wrestling. He's no, no, no. He's just he's got he's you know cutting promos. It's all just him being like kind of like, well, you got to understand that we're gonna break you, and when we break you, you're not gonna live anymore. Can I can I just, <laughs> can I just point out? I looked over for a second towards Andrew's screen, and he was completely disengaged. I was like, he is like cruising like red tube right now. He's born. <laughs> Because this is fucking so boring for him. <laughs> I'm still here. I'm still here. I, I may have drifted off a tiny bit mentally. He was looking for porn. You lost him. You lost him after the screen. It was like, Jake, you said Jake the St. Roberts, and literally, this is Andrew. He was like... <laughs> Oh my goodness, yeah. Uh, that was that. Right. Andrew, why don't you give us your beer, please? All right. Um, <laughs> so I have, uh, I have from Kings County Brewers Collective, or KCBC, Ooh. the Dangerous Precedent IPA. I love that can. You guys know I'm a sucker for a good can, and I, I I'm a, you know, I, I have a feeling it's probably going to be pretty good. Um, if I'm being totally honest, I've never heard of this brewery before. Um, no disrespect to them. I just, I personally haven't. Um, but I picked this up because if anyone who's watching this on YouTube, will see. And if you're only listening, it has what I believe is uh, the Kraken or something on the can. A giant like octopus. A, a giant right octopus, yeah. giant squid of some sort. And it's just yep. badass. So I would, for whatever reason recently, I've been running a lot into Cthulhu. Okay. So it looks a little bit like that, you know. Yeah, what, yeah, it does. The, uh, uh, the dude from the Lovecraft Country. 
Love, thank you. Lovecraft, H.P. Mm. Lovecraft, who wrote, wrote all the horror stories back in the day. He was uh, the contemporary of the same guy who wrote Conan, uh, uh, R. Robert, Robert Smith, is it? I forget now. Anyway. But yeah, so it looks a little bit like Cthulhu, and for whatever reason, that's been popping up a lot in my feed. I don't know why. But he is my lord and savior, so that's probably why. So, so... Uh, um, I really hope you open that can up and it is pure octopus piss. <laughs> like octopus piss. And you can't even be mad. <laughs> They're like, oh, what the fuck is this shit? Oh, it's yeah, it is. Piss. I should have, I didn't, I didn't give you any, give anybody any of the details. It is a uh, double dry hopped Indian Ooh. pale ale. Okay. Um, 7.2% alcohol by volume. Uh, and uh, no, uh, no IBUs <laughs> listed. Oh, okay. So I think you had the highest. Uh, was your blueberry highest uh, there, Sean? Nah. No. 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 So if I start slurring my words or sounding like an asshole at any point, we'll know why. Too late. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so why don't you start, Sean? Because last one, uh, Andrew started and I started the review. So why don't you start with your beer? Okay. Once we open it. So here we go. Broken Skull, Paper Umbrella, and Dangerous Precedent. Here we go for the people. One, two, three. Ooh. Got a nice echo effect on that one. Yeah, seriously. Mm. Ooh. This is... Well, I was not expecting this. This is a much lighter looking beer than I thought. Cheers, boys. Yes, cheers. Oh. Oh, wow. Mm. This is... Mm -hmm. This is nice. Wow, this is really nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Citra Cascade and Chinook Pops. Wow. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. All right, Sean, why don't you start off with your beer? Um, yeah, it's uh, it's so funny. I was it, this is the top, I was watching you drinking your beer as I was about to drink my beer. And all I was thinking is, as I was drinking this, is I was like, oh, I wish I was drinking Stone Cold Steve Austin's beer. <laughs> um, because uh, this is... Uh, uh, it's hard to, like... Yeah, this is fine. No, it's fine. This is pretty good. It's all right. It's, it's all right. This is... Okay. I'd prefer it to be this end than the other end. Like, it's an IPA. We'll have IPAs. Okay. Um, I prefer it. It's is a you know it's a lighter IPA like we said. It's probably like four point five. It's probably the lightest I've ever had. Um, and I prefer it to be that than the other end where it just gets crazy. Right, right, right. But it's it's it'd be a great introduction IPA for someone. Um, it's a very uh, it does, you can taste that it's got that that kind of pina colada essence to it okay. in the background not very okay. not strong like it doesn't taste like that but you've got you can you can kind of feel it there um okay very easy you could probably drink a whole bunch of these get them pretty pretty nice so yeah okay 
Okay. Not too bad. Okay. Uh, Andrew, you want to go or you want me to go? I'll go. Um, okay. Yeah, first impressions are great. It is um, very hoppy, but in the best way. Um, okay. But for 7.2, it's... Um, it's it's smoother than I expected it to be, and it's okay. not. It doesn't seem terribly heavy, um, and it's not not very bitter. Even though it's like, it's very hoppy, but it's not overly bitter in any way. Um, and it, honestly, it, it tastes or seems a little bit lighter than I like. I said it, it's a bit lighter than I expected, being a seven point two. Um, but I'm I'm very happy to start. Okay, okay, and. Full disclosure, Sean has told us about Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA because he's had it before, and he basically said he's a huge fan of this IPA. And my first impression of it is I'm a huge fan of this IPA, which is, honestly, it's a little bit of almost that shouldn't have happened because what would usually happen when people hype something up, I build it up in my mind to something yeah. fantastic, and then I have it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's okay, but you know, it's it's not that. This I was not expecting this at all. This has such a summery explosion taste on it because, and I guess so. It says here, uh, Citra, Cascade, and Chinook hops to deliver big flavor with an easy finish. I will completely back up the easy finish. Um, it almost doesn't drink like an IPA. It almost drinks like a lager, like really clean, really smooth. It's it's a little bit cloudy, but it's, I mean, the lighting in my room here is shit, but you can't really tell. It It's almost like a pineapple-y juice color, like the camera's not conveying it. Like an octopus piss, kind of. Octopus <laughs> piss, yes, absolutely. And <laughs> it, 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 was, it was almost like, the citrusy is so powerful that it was almost juicy, like that first sip. Mm. And it's so, and 6.7? No, I would have thought this was a 4 or 4.5. Mm. This is, like I said, first impression. I'm super, super happy with this. Super happy. Yeah, that's a fucking good beer. That's a really I, good beer. I think it's my. And when I had it, I wasn't sure because again, I built up so much. So I, I was trying, I was trying to find it for six months. I couldn't get it. And, um, and I knew I was going to like it because it was so funny. I used to listen to Steve Austin used to have a podcast. I think he still technically has it, but it's very sporadic, but he used to speak about beer a lot because of course in his heyday in, in the nineties with the Steve Weisers, like it was all the, the Bud Lights and everything. Um, people were always trying to get him to endorse a beer or to get his name behind a beer and he always said look i'm a you know i like drinking i don't really like bud <laughs> he was like you know like bud i drink it because the character the character is the everyman like i drink what the everyman drinks like right i really like this shit so i'm not gonna like actually endorse bud properly because like whatever and also and his point always was i'm a i like beer so i want to be able to like know the beer's good and they're like yeah that doesn't it doesn't work that way <laughs> so it never worked and then he only a few years ago someone else came to him and he was like look you know i'd be interested but i really want to like actually get in the ground floor with this 
and like I've been really big into IPAs recently. I've been loving Sierra Nevada. Like I'm really, I like IPAs. And they're like, great, come in the lab and like, let's work something out. Right. Like, he literally went in and they tested a whole bunch. He's like, no more of this, little more of that. Like take this down make it a little this. And he crafted in his mind, he was crafting like the best IPA in America. It was like, I want to find the best IPA, best out of all the ones I've tried. And I think he did it. Like I, I, I think it's my favorite. I don't know if it's the best, but I think it's my favorite IPA. I, I was going to wow. say we we had really high praise for being the 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 six point Bengali. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if this is better, but if it's not, it's a damn close second for me. Wow, because the Bengali IPA was like one of the best IPAs I ever had. This one's right up there. It really, really is. It, it was totally unexpected what I was expecting to, to, to taste here. It really, it's almost like it's a cocktail, but they made it a beer. And I don't know how the F they did it. it it's really just lovely. It's a lovely beer. That, that's, that's yeah. I can say about it's, it. It's a it's lovely weird. beer. It's so, ju- like you said, it's so juicy. Right. But it doesn't taste of a specific thing other than what it should do, which is the right. Like the Bengali is juicy because it has that kind of, orangey yes zest which it's supposed yes. to have right but this has that same kind of juiciness but without the specific the specificity of like this is an orange yeah. flavor we got yeah yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely really weird it, this is this like the bengali this is a total summer barbecue drink like mm. be ecstatic and put four of these down before i know it and then like go to sleep because it's <laughs> 6.2 percent that's the other thing why it beats Bengali for me is that it comes in the big cans yes. and it's a little bit more boozy. Like yeah. I seriously, I had like three of those, like easy. You can like have three of those in like an hour easily, and then you are like, <laughs> and then you log on and you watch wrestling with all your friends on Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> shut up! You shut up, okay? He could be really hurt. <laughs> Don't you even care? <laughs> Look what he's oh. doing to his ankle. <laughs> he may never walk <laughs> ever again. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I'm a mess now. Could that be? Could... Could that be an episode? Is there? How do you how do you get to uh, be one of these people on like the the screens there? You have to buy tickets. <laughs> you just That's a good point. You sign up. Um, you go on the they have a website, and you just sign up, and then they, you get picked out of random, I assume. And um, I every time I've signed up, they picked me, um, but I never actually did it. I tried once, and then. I signed on too late. It was the first ever one. And I think there was some teething issues and they said sign on exactly at the time you're supposed to sign on TV, which was obviously wrong. And then by the time I signed on, it was like, oh, we already started. Uh, I'm like, oh, for fuck you then. <laughs> and uh, I didn't What about his ankle? And then after, then after I saw it on the TV, I was like, Oh, I don't want to do that. That's not my. <laughs> it's uh, I was gonna say. I was gonna say we should do it, the three of us, and then do oh. a podcast afterwards about it. Or if there's a way, I don't imagine there's any way we can be on it and be recording ourselves while we're on it, and, and transmitting it live on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, no, no, 
they, so they've, already, they've already had problems though because there was <laughs> there was someone who uh, turned up wearing a Ku Klux Klan uh, outfit and <laughs> that didn't go down very well. So they're having to do Fuck it, they, they, and then someone who just put up a poster of Chris Benoit <laughs> the whole time who was a oh, Andrew, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was a he was a wrestler who who had like bad, bad, bad CT and like murdered his family and oh like, my God. committed suicide. Yeah. Um, so Trolls. yeah, there's Trolls teething like, issues yeah. with webcam based. Yeah. Things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so where do we go from here, Jens? Well, we can just dive into things happening in the popular culture world. I have, I have you one. You know what? I was going to say I have one that we can kind of segue off of our last. Dancing with the Stars conversation. Sure, yeah, go go for it. Um, which is that uh, we may have said this, or we hinted at it, we alluded to it earlier. Um, Joe Exotic's uh, lawyers or his team have uh, officially requested a pardon to the president, and I believe it yes. was like hand delivered. Right, this was news this week. Um, was like delivered directly to DC by his people. Really. I remember mm-hmm. seeing something about a couple of weeks ago that somebody reached out to DJ TJ. <laughs> so Don Jr. Oh, okay. And I he didn't know was what you meant. and yeah, DJ TJ. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what uh, Jimmy Kimmel calls him, and I yeah. think it's a great nickname. Um, and someone reached out to him, and he was like talking to Trump about like let's pardon Joe Exotic. You just know that Joe Exotic's lawyer is called like Johnny Justice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, mean, I i mean you you know what from one fucking reality freak to another i that would not surprise me one fucking bit if he got pardoned not one bit it, it, i it, it, does anything surprise anybody anymore no no there are much much worse and much more alarming things happening in the world than if I mean, joe exotic got pardoned how is it, how long is he in prison for? Do we know? Do you remember? Well, I mean, he, I think he got like some twelve years or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably too long. I, we already talked this when you think. Like, I love the guy. I think he's super entertaining, and I feel sorry for him one hundred percent. And you know what? He got set up, and he's had a really bad past. But guess what? That's like a lot of people who were in fucking prison. Yeah, <laughs> you know, who didn't have a TV show, right? <laughs> like, Right. You know, right. bad past and, you know, mistakes beget yeah. crime. But yeah. he, he probably doesn't deserve the amount of time he's in there for. However, he pretty much should be in prison. <laughs> yeah. <Right>. Well, <laughs> yeah. listen, listen. I mean, that that documentary, like I said, the most disturbing thing to me about the documentary was just, and which I think was completely glossed over, like everyone just hopped on the Carol Baskin thing. It's like, okay, yeah, she, you know, if she killed her husband, I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. Chances are she didn't, right? Chances are she didn't. But if she did or had, to, or uh, like, I think we brought it up when we did the podcast that because her husband was going to Costa Rica and supposedly he had some bad contacts, it wouldn't surprise me at all that those bad contacts killed him and basically told her, keep your mouth shut or you're next. And she was just like, fine, fuck him. I didn't right. give a shit about him anyway, and everything is mine now anyway. So, you know, if something like that happened, okay. I, that I, don't, buy th- I don't think it's that. 
only because my thinking is she seems to have a bunch of money, especially after this. Um, I think if it was that or some element of keep your head down, don't say anything, she would not be going on Dancing with the Stars. That sounds like a terrible fucking idea. <laughs> this is a good point. This like, is an excellent point. Yeah. Keep your head down. Like, I, I, so I don't think, and again, the whole thing plays in she probably didn't do it because again if you really really did murder your husband and like there's a whole conspiracy of everyone thinks you did maybe just take all the money you're getting from this and do your cameos or whatever but like going on national tv and like stirring up the part is probably a really but, bad idea <laughs> but i mean honestly if you got away with murder what better way to cover yourself up than to go on national tv and say i've got nothing to hide right right I mean, it's the whole like Trump thing. If he just came out and released his tax papers, he could just tell everybody on the left, shut the fuck up, here are my tax papers. It's right? like OJ. OJ wrote the book. If I did it, here's how I would have done it. <laughs> right. Granted, he was actually acquitted Doing in it. a court of law, so he could get away with just basically blatantly more or less saying it now without any repercussions. But still, you wonder, is there... Um, is it like a weird power trip? Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Remember is that she time? just a lunatic? Remember that time they found the Zodiac Killer because he went on America's Got Talent and he did an impressionist uh, act? <laughs> no. And oh, that was big news. You forgot that? He did, this, he did like a funny voice and then he was in one of his funny voices. He accidentally did the Zodiac voice. It was like, ah, you're like ah, and then someone was like, that's the Zodiac voice. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> and he would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for those meddling kids. <laughs> mm. yeah, yeah that's true so i mean i to to, to circle back to what were we circling about? joe exotic being joe, pardoned joe, joe exotic being pardoned it would not surprise me one iota if he pardoned him it's like i said what i was what i was saying earlier the tragedy to me was seeing all those people just eat garbage that from the dumpster in walmart yeah and the fact that it, it's one of these things. It's, it's one of these things like when you're an adult, at, at, at a certain point at, at, as you grow up, some people have this um, black and white mentality about them. It, it's either A or B. And, and, you know, it's either black or white, like without the grays in between. But somewhere along as an adult, certain experiences will happen. You're like, no, this is just, you know, there are no good guys. There are no bad guys. There are just people trying to live their best life. And sometimes they do stupid shit. And sometimes they do evil shit. And sometimes they do good shit. But this is what it is. It's like there's all these grays. And so at the same time, I'm disgusted that Joe Exotic was doing that to the animals. Like that, that, that I found really disturbing when like the, the, the tiger gave birth to the kids. Oh, that was the worst like, part. It barely came out, and they snatched the kiss from her right away. And I was just like, that's that's just fucked up. It's like, how is that even remotely anything? Where's your empathy here at all for another creature? One. And then on the other hand, he goes and finds these people that are, like, completely destitute. And says, like, well, yeah, I can give you a job. I can pay you $100 a week. Yeah. And a place to stay. 
And so on the one hand, you're like, all right, well, he's helping, but he's also a scumbag, and I don't know what to make of him. Okay. And, and that's just what it is. You know, it's one of those things, like, the, the big thing for me at one point was I remember, you know, when you have this angst against your parents and, and, and being a teenager and whatever. And at one point, I think I, I was like 19 or 20. And I forget what happened. Some shit, you know, dysfunctional family as, 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 as things are. Something happened and I remember thinking to myself, it's like, your mom and dad are just fucking people and, and they've tried their best and, you know, they haven't had the fucking opportunities that I had and who's going to teach them? They were just freaking swinging blindly and trying to do their best. And how do I, how do I judge that? I can't. Yeah. No. So, uh, it, 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 like I said, it's, it's just one of those things. It's Joe exotic is, is, is a little bit in that category. How do I judge him? I really don't, I can't judge him. I wasn't in his shoes. I don't know what happened to him in his life. I can see what somebody's presenting. Is that really how it happened? As we know from all this reality TV bullshit, like the, the what was the, the Sunset Sellers or whatever it was called with the that we were talking about? Uh, yes. Uh, sun, TV sunset. show. Selling Sunset. Selling, Selling Sunset. Thank you. <laughs> um, you know, it's like like all these reality shows, they're, they're scripted. They're not reality. They're not scripted in the classical, you know, we're out there or Romeo, they're scripted in, this is what's happening. You're going to go here, you're going to go there, make some shit up. It's almost like wrestling, right? What was the old uh, 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 um, formula in wrestling that, that Roddy Piper used to say when they did interviews? You know what happens at the beginning of a match, or uh, Roddy Piper famously had his uh, uh, the Piper pit, and he'd do interviews with the other wrestlers. He says, you know how it's supposed to open, and you know how it's supposed to end. And in between, just do whatever the fuck. As long as you start at point A and you end at point B, in between, it's a free-for-all, just go for it. And that's what these reality shows are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they say, like, you come in, you just stir up the hornet's nest, and then when you're done, you're going to make the deal. Okay, that's what we're doing. And, and I'll tell you what, those, 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 uh, those folks on that Selling Sunset show – they disturbed me just as much as Joe Exotic ever had while watching a, Tiger King. I, I can't, I can't watch those shows. I huh. can't watch those shows. I, oh. I literally cannot. My wife used to love um, the what is it, Super Nanny or Nanny Nine One One, which was also, I think, a British show that came over to the states. And the reason why I couldn't watch the show, I could not watch the show where these parents, these kids, were just like running like crazy. Mm -hmm. And I can't simply fathom it because like if i try to forget my father my father wouldn't even have to get involved in this my mother would kill me if i behaved this way like literally she'd just freaking just destroy me and like the fact that these kids would do this and the parents are just like i don't know what to do i have no control over a two-year-old what the heck are you doing you better be careful, Tomo, because before you know it you're going to have someone from e-network is going to be calling you up trying to get the rights to croatian uh, mummy child show where they're like Croatian children <laughs> like <laughs> just, just, uh, dude and I'll come in and start just beating the shit out of all and, of yeah it would just be <laughs> you just be coming in as the nanny they're like you see what you have to do is you pick the kid up by the ankle and you just spin him into the brick wall <laughs> just, mm, mm. that's it 
That's how they get tough. You have to be strong like tractor and smart like bull. This is the only way to do these things. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, like I, said, I can't. It, it would not surprise me one bit if Joe Exotic got pardoned. Not one bit. No, and I think, like we said earlier, there are so many other things happening right now that are more concerning in the world that, like, if it happened, it would be like, I wouldn't be in any ways upset or like, oh, no, you shouldn't have done that. I'd be curious to see what Joe Exotic does because I think there's some entertainment value that could come from sure. it. But sure. Yeah, we'll oh, see. Can you imagine a show where he gets pardoned? <laughs> And then he goes to work at the White House <laughs> as the groundsman. <laughs> Joe on a John Deere riding board, just like here's my can of beer. Yeah, just yeah, just be like, Joe, you gotta make sure you do the uh, do the bitches just like I told you. Okay, like. <laughs> Uh, Joe. Okay, and, president, I got that right here. And, and, and Joe, and, and Joe, he says that's Joe, and Joe be like, "Yeah, I know. He told me that he's a nut, but a fucking queen. I tell you, I'm a faggot, and I know faggots when I see a faggot. <laughs> who the fuck he is." It would be it would cut, cut to Joe Exotic sitting in the Oval Office, dressed in Melania's gown. <laughs> <laughs> And then he pulled the iconic, well, I guess she ain't that straight, are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll be saying that to Eric Trump. He's just saying that. <laughs> and, then, and then it cut to a backshot scene of Eric with, with Don going, Daddy, I feel funny about this. <laughs> what, 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 Dad, I feel funny about this guy in the White House. I'm not sure. Oh, that's a great. I, oh, I love Ooh, that. Is the show we need? That, that could save. Idea. That could save America. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe not. But no, no, we're going to hell in a handbasket right after that. <laughs> the one thing that united. Oh my God! United us. Reality <laughs> show, Joe Exotic. Oh, Joe Exotic. And I mean, speaking of that, <laughs> I wanted to bring. I wanted to bring up WAP. Oh, yeah. and Megan Thee Stallion. Mm. We came out and supposedly there's all this backlash. And I'm like, why are people getting bent out of shape? What was that? What? Did, did anybody else hear that or was that just Yeah, there was a strange noise. Yeah, it was like whap. Anyway, hmm. maybe, maybe it's I... Homeland Security like spying on our podcast as we speak. Uh oh, because oh, they heard, they were like, shit. How do they know what we're, we're already working, we're already in development on this show. We have to shut them down before they let anybody know about it. This is, this is part of the re-election campaign. But I remember like, and somebody brought up a good point. Uh, um, it's like all these people are getting bent out of shape. And, and I just started going through like all these songs that I heard as a kid. And then along the way, Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel, which was the darling of of uh, MTV when it came out. And if you listen to that song, it's nothing but sex. The entire song. It might not be as explicit, but it's nothing but sex. And then uh, Madonna had an album called Sex. 
and a photo album where she was like naked in the thing. And this was literally like 25, 30 years ago. But that, it was kind of artistic. There was some Jean-Paul Gaultier involved. It was, a, it was some Stop. Stop. No, no, stop. Because Vanilla Ice was in one of the fucking pictures. So no, there was nothing artistic going on there, guy. Like Let literally. Me, no, no, if there's any way that you can class up WAP, it's by uh, me reciting my favorite section of WAP. Did you so, did you did you hear Gilbert Godfrey do WAP? Because that is classing it up. It's pretty good. No, I, I it's kind of scary though. It was pretty. It was. It's kind of aggressive. It's way more <laughs> aggressive. Gilbert Godfrey doing it. It's it's hot. It's hot. But it's you know it's. Go it's ahead. Show, oh, oh, <clears throat> oh, are you going to do it in in a very Shakespearean way? Are you going to do it RP? Or are you going to do it? No, cock- I was just going to do it in my own voice. I thought. Do it, co- do, do it Cockney, Sean. Do it Cockney. Do it Cockney. Okay, I'll do it Cockney. Okay. I'll do it a bit yeah. like that. Okay, yeah. I'll do it a bit like right. that. Right, right. <clears throat> he got a beard. Well, I'm trying to wet it. I let him taste it. Now he diabetic. <laughs> I don't want to spit. I want to gulp. I want to gag. I want to choke. I want you to touch that little dangly dang. That swang in the back of my throat. My head game is fire. Punani Dasani. It's going in dry and it's coming out soggy. <laughs> I ride on that thing like the cops is behind me. I spit on his mic. Now he's trying to sign me. Woo. Can I? Can I? No, no, that was poetry. Yeah. Snaps, snaps, snaps. That. You're right. My Punani Dasani. I like that. Uh, Look, it is in your face. I agree. But it's not like every generation has done it in one way or another. It really isn't. And people I, get bent out of shape. And the fact that Carol Baskin got involved in this, you, you know that, right? I know that. Yeah, Carol Baskin uh, attacked them because in the video there were cats. Oh, shut the fuck up, Carol Baskin. Right. That's that's what you're talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, all these people, like, talking about, like, all these songs. LL Cool J had a song, uh, Back of My Jeep, back in the 90s, where one of the corniest lines in hip-hop history are, and in the song he says, as I stare into your cornea, you're getting hornier and hornier. I think I think with WAP, so I think there's a couple of things. Number one, I don't know that as many people were like upset as like it was made out to be. I think there were just like a couple loud voices and everyone blew that up like, oh, look at so-and-so that is so offended by it, right? Like, because everything's got to get politicized. So I think that's right. what it was. Like, yeah, if you're like yeah. a right, if you were like a right-wing columnist, you were like, this is, grossly offensive and if you were if you're a liberal you were like look at these jerks on the right and what they're saying and blah, blah. it just became one of those but i yes. think i think there's two other points okay one is i i don't know that other songs have given us as much uh visual detail in the lyrics like i think they get they get this, you can you can true. you this can you, there's a lot of detail yes in, no uh, it's very graphic about, and, graphic. and here's the other thing, and I think the biggest and the main point, and I think this is, this is I, I, look, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not arguing with anyone that is offended by it. I'm also not 
arguing against anyone that loves the song. But I think because it is women being graphic, right. people are taken aback in a way they wouldn't be if it was men being graphic. Yes, without a doubt, without a doubt, without a doubt. I agree 100%, without a doubt. Because like I said, there are so many guy things that are so graphic that nobody ever talks about. Or it's the old, uh, you know, kind of the old, uh, whatever you want to call it. Think about this, like, right, I'm sure you guys have heard this before. When girls get together and they talk to each other, they go into every possible detail. But guys, when we talk to each other, like say, you know, you got, you know, you're with your boys and you went on a date last night, you'd be like, hey man, hit it. And they'd be like, what bro, you did? You'd be like, yeah. And they'd be like, whoa. And that's it. That's really it. That's all you say. It's true. The girl, the girl will go to her girlfriends and they'll be like, how was the date? And it's like, well, it started off right. And they'll give you every detail. Details. But those details start with where the date started and they go all the way. All the details. When when girls get together and they talk, they give each other everything. If you got a freckle on your asshole, your girl... (laughs) (laughs) The girl's best friend is going to know about it. I'm I'm trying to... Is it suspended? Because the asshole is technically a hole. Well, I mean, like in your butt. I don't know. It's just a, it's just a point. Okay, I, mean, I don't uh, have a I don't have sorry. a freckle in my asshole. Okay, it was just a point I'm trying. I to believe make. he's hey. referring to the, the rectal wall. <laughs> hey, hey, man. I'm just a scientist on a podcast, man. I just want to make sure the facts are right, man. This, it, 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 I, it, yeah, this whole thing is very. I, I. I didn't know anything about WAP until I looked into it, to the Gilbert Godfrey stuff. And I, I'd seen the title and I had no idea what it stood for or anything. But like, honestly, that I, it, it, it's a, I feel bad for all those people that have known what it means when you try and put in a manual Wi-Fi uh, password and it gets you to that confusing thing where it's like, is it a WAP? Is it a whopper too? <laughs> and then I would never fucking know. I'm like, oh, and then you start, you know, when you try and start to do a manual Wi-Fi and then you give up after like 30 seconds because you're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's, no that's, one knows all these details. Look, dude, that's a that's a great sketch for the what's going on <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> Wireless access <laughs> protocol. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> it doesn't... It, Oh my goodness! Yeah, but you know, yeah. oh, it literally brouhahaed for like a week and it disappeared. Yeah, yeah, it didn't come and go really quick. It's like the West Coast is burning. There's there's people are protesting. A fucking hurricane hit. The hurricane hit here, and nobody talked about it. Like when the hur- usually when hurricanes come in hurricane season, the store shelves are emptied. People are literally literally walking around with signs that said the end is the year. Her, the hurricane that came through a couple of weeks ago, nobody even like registered it. That's how, that's what a shit show this year is. It was big news in the woods, boys. Um, I must oh, did that. you guys? Did you guys oh, feel right, the? Right. There was like an earthquake just like two days ago, or three days ago. Did you guys get any of that? I heard about it. I did not feel it. At all. No, I wasn't sure. I, I didn't hear. We didn't really I, get it here. I but. think I farted at exactly the same time <laughs> the earthquake hit, <laughs> which really offset the whole thing. 
but it was great for everybody else in the room. <laughs> like, Holy shit! <laughs> like, right? <laughs> because I'm pretty sure that is what an earthquake feels like <laughs> in the east coast of like the northeast. <laughs> That's all it really is. Uh, Nina was like, "Do it again, Daddy! Do it again!" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only people who ever actually go on CNN and say that they felt the earthquake are the sort of people who have not felt a fart in 20 years. That's all it is. Who were just sitting there waiting for something to happen in their lives, and then there's just a. <gasps> oh my God. Well, I, do, I mean, you bring up an excellent point because ladies will. One of the things about women is they'll go into details where guys will be like, uh, I don't know, whatever, man. Yeah, we, we'd be like, yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Like, That's it? Tell me That's more. It. And it's like, no, I, I told you it was good. We had a great time. What about it? What, what, what was great about it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the perfect example was, um, and I was, I was giving this example, Andy's father went to visit his brother in Chicago who's having some troubles with his partner, long time woman he's been living with for years and he comes back he spends the weekend up there and uh and his uncle owns a couple of dealerships up up, up in chicago so he, he's a man of means he's got money you know and uh and his father comes back and and his boss is like so so how are things between them uh, i don't know okay well what you guys do uh, he took me to a bears game and we went golfing and uh Went to a couple of fancy steakhouses. But did you talk about what was going on? No, it never came up. What do you mean it never came up? Like, never came up. But I thought they were having a crisis. I guess, but it never came up. <laughs> it's just like, that's what guys, like, I, I, well, if you're not going to talk about it, I'm not going to talk to you about Not that we can't listen, but it's like, if you're not bringing it up, it's like, okay, I'll check in with you. Is everything okay? Yeah. Okay, good. It's, it's the old, it's the old, if a woman, like, this is a perfect example. If a woman tells another woman at work or a friend, unless she's really close friends, and says, oh, my God, why did you wear that sweater today? They're not talking for the next six months. They're just not talking. They're not. Where I went up to my, one of my best friends at my job, my old job, Brian, he showed up with brown trousers and a brown short-sleeved shirt, collared shirt. And he walked in, and this was right about the time UPS had all these commercials. And I said, whoa, bro, what the fuck did Brown do for you? And he just looked at me. He didn't say anything, but he never wore that combo again. He wore the brown shirt separately with jeans. He wore those brown pants with a different shirt, but he never wore that combo again. And that was that, it. That poor bastard. He, he, he never got mad at me for it. And I mean, I didn't think I wasn't insulting him. He was just dressed. He looked like a UPS guy. So I said, "What well, do what? What can Brown do for you?" And I remember telling my wife, and she was like, "Fuck! If if I had said that to a woman at work, I'd be in HR in like twenty minutes." It's well, just a weird dynamic. Not not to say one is better than the other, but it's just a weird dynamic. Yeah, yeah. Well. It, it, but there is something to be said for the same. I think one of the reasons we're going back to the um, reality TV dynamic is one of the things that turns the reality TV, especially like the Big Brother, those sorts of things, 
is they realized very quickly that you just needed to have more women involved in the day because it, they do it now we're like in the uk if it gets to a point elimination wise where just the women are all evicted or they leave or that there's more men than women they will readjust the balance they're like shit we need to throw some more women in. send one of the women that was really everyone hated throw back because the, there was a couple of seasons of big brother where it literally just ended up dudes and it was boring as shit. <laughs> <laughs> they're just sitting there, no drama. They're just like, what's up? Nothing. Yeah. All right. They're, they're, they get to the dark room. They're like, but that guy, uh, don't you don't like it? He came in the dark room a week ago and he said that he thought that you were like a massive, you were arrogant. He thought you didn't, you smell bad and you're not good. And he's like, I remember when, when uh, Real World started, the first Real World. And that was the first one that I watched because I was in college still when it started. It was like 1993, 94, something like that. And I saw it and I was just like, oh, okay. And everyone was complaining what a terrible show it was. And I was just like, oh, it's okay, but it's just people talking. So the complaints were in the first show, just about everybody was an artist of some sort. Like they were either musicians or poets or writers there was a model, there was a dancer, there was a rapper, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's like, oh, they all have something in common, they're all artists. And the show carried on, um, and to create a, a friction, like everyone was getting along. And it was just like, yeah, you get along, because you're, you're people. And to create friction, at one point towards the end of the first season, they took all the women from the show, and they sent them on a vacation to Jamaica. And all the guys stayed in this bend your fucking mind amazing loft in New York City. Okay? And the guys were like pissed about it. And that, that's where, like, where the friction was started. And I was like, Wait, somebody just paid me to live in this ridiculous loft in New York City for six months to a year. What am I going to be pissed about exactly? And I remember talking to somebody who was into those shows. It's like, Oh, the first season was the worst season. It was the most boring one. I was in college for four years. I lived away. I didn't live at home. I had roommates. I don't ever remember fucking somebody trying to stab me in the eye with a fork. Like, at most, it was just like, hey, could you get your fucking laundry off the floor? I mean, that, that's about it. Yeah. Right. I feel the best example of, of all of that is, I, I haven't watched it in years, but back, I used to watch it, and I thought it was very fun. The Ultimate Fighter... The UFC reality show, the perfect example of everything we're saying, like brought to the most extent. It, like literally, the whole point is: is a bunch of dudes you stick them in a house, and then at the end of the week, one they get two of them go into a cage, <laughs> trying to fucking kill each other. And sometimes they're like beat the shit out of each other, and they break bones and they strangle them, and in the most violent shit possible. And a lot of times they'll both come back out. Like they'll, they'll, it won't even be eliminated. Maybe one of them or whatever, or one of them will come back. And then they'll just go back to the house and then just play pool. And drink <laughs> beer. Like, yeah, and drink beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like, they try, they try to get some sort of angle. Like, hey, but that guy Pete with headlock and he punched you in the face 12 times. Like, don't you dislike him? And they're like, 
Oh, no, man. Uh, like, my uncle hit me like 14 times. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he believes in Jesus, and I believe in Jesus. So, uh, you know, we can yeah. pretty well. <laughs> it's true. It's absolutely true. It's like, which I found was hilarious, and we, we reviewed the show, Sean, the uh, – I forget the name of it. The Japanese reality show where they're like in oh, Terrace in House. Terrace House. And I found out not only was it a huge hit in Japan, like worldwide, it was a huge hit. And this was literally Andrew. If you ever see it on Netflix, yeah, yeah, nothing happens. Like nothing. The kids aren't even getting drunk. Nobody even has a joint. Nobody's jerking off in anybody's face. There's like there's no there's no sex. Like literally. <laughs> Like nothing was happening, and we watched this for twenty minutes, and we were just like, "What's what's what's happening?" And and the way the show was formatted is something the, 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 they would show like the people living, and then they'd come back to the studio in Japan, and they had three generations of commentators, and it was like a couple in their twenties, a couple in their thirties, and a couple in their forties or whatever twenties, forties, and sixties, and one of the guys was like a comedian. And they obviously thought, and of course, because we did the show the way we did it, we turned off the subtitles so we don't know what's going on. This guy would say something, the audience would lose their mind laughing. Uh-huh. And we were just like, all right, something was a shitload funnier than we thought because we didn't think it was anything funny. Turns out this show was like one of the most popular reality shows in, in, worldwide. Not in the U.S. In the U.S., nobody even heard of it. It, it was on Netflix, but worldwide, it, huge numbers. And everyone got along. Everybody was nice. Everybody was polite. And and apparently they wrote about it. And they were basically saying people are just sick and tired of fucking conflict. And they just want to see. And these people, they were like cooperating. You know, they tease each other a little bit. It's, it's just like, oh, yeah, hi. Like, what they were you? like, were they, they were like living in a house together? Yeah. And just like hanging out? Yeah, that's one, it. One of them actually, full circle, one of them, I think one of them died recently. It was... Uh, it was that she was a wrestler. She was a female Japanese wrestler. Ooh. And she was on Terrace House before she became a big wrestler, I think. But she, right, right. she, um, she died, she committed suicide. Like, uh, yeah. she was young. She was in her 20s. Yeah. Like, uh, th- this year. And it was a big thing. I remember the stories because it was one of those, like, um, social media uh, outcry things where she'd posted these, like, you know, various messages where everyone was like, oh, what's this mean? And then, you know, she ended up taking that. But she was on Terrace House. So I remember being like, oh, that's that show. I'm <laughs> like, oh, that, oh, fuck. So. Yeah. But yeah, it was a, it's, a, it's a weird show. Although perfect for right now. Like I, it seems like it shouldn't be, but I really could get behind a reality TV show where people are just sitting there being normal and nice and nothing. And nice to each other. Yeah. Yeah, Especially right now, like just seeing people sitting together and getting along. I can, I can understand why that's appealing to people. Like, you know what, that, that made me think when we were, when you said it before, like part of the, probably part of the success of uh, Joe Rogan's podcast is it's literally just two people, usually two, sitting down and having a conversation and they don't yeah. always agree on everything, but they no, just right. sit and have yeah. just a real conversation. And I sure. think that's part of what people love about, that's why that's literally like the most successful or most popular podcast. Yeah. Because people just want to hear people are tired of like people arguing or like sound bites and this and that. Instead it's like, let's just sit down and talk. 
That's it. Well, no okay. format, no nothing. Because that's the dude thing. Like at the end of, and that is the perfect example of like what men, the stereotype is, and men can just get along, and like you don't have to agree. Like you know, the the like way crazier humorous version of that is like <laughs> you could probably stick. You know, you could probably <laughs> Joe Rogan could probably go back in history and interview Hitler and like just be get on with the flag it out, be like. Like oh, I don't really agree with a lot of this stuff, and like he's like, "Oh, come on, Joe! Like, uh, kid, you do CBD, right? I do CBD. <laughs> I'm a vegetarian, man." And but, like, I mean, oh. I mean, to to your point, Sean, it's and we've talked about this, and I've shared the stories of people that you know, either in school or at a job. What are these guys that? when you break it down, they're assholes. They're nothing but assholes, but they're funny and you still hang out with them. And then like, after like, you know, two hours, you're like, all right, I've had fucking enough of him. I got to go home. You know what I'm saying? Like there's always that guy who's a jerk and for like a half an hour, he's super entertaining. But at the, you know, and then the half hour's up and you're like, you know what? Yeah, he's, he's just being an asshole. I'm going to go home now. And that's it. And and but you still end up hanging out hanging out with this person over and over again. There's always that one guy in the group that's just like, all right, yeah, I guess. Well, let's hang out with him for for a couple of hours. He's he can be funny at times, and you know what I'm saying. And we don't necessarily shun that person. Oh, it's true. When it goes it goes back to like court jester times, like it's the same thing for court jester. Like a king, you know, you have just some dude dressed up like a prick, being a prick to all your guests at dinner, just going around, just being a prick and be like, be like, this guy is so funny for like half right. an hour. And you know, for a fact that the wife, the queen, the princess is sitting there being like. <sighs> right. Yeah. I've, I've had enough of this shit. Pretending, pretending to like the jester, be like. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's a reason why roasts are so popular, right? Yeah. Everybody loves a good roast, and then everybody's at the end of it is great. I mean, I love to watch, like, uh, go on YouTube sometimes and watch these, like, any roast with Don Rickles in it. And he is fucking brutal. He, who's, I think he might have been doing Ronald Reagan when he was fucking governor of California. And Dean Martin was there. And uh, Don Rickles, and I, I remember laughing so hard, Don Rickles goes up and he says, oh, and here's Dean Martin. The pride of Columbus, Ohio, because Dean Martin was from Ohio. And Dean Martin goes, Youngstown. And, and Tyler Rickles says, oh, I'm sorry, that's better? <laughs> I mean, I just, like, lose my mind laughing. <laughs> and all these guys are like, ah, ha, ha. And he's just fucking ripping them to shreds. And it's just like, it's that's, that's just... If you want to see one of those good classic roasts that does not age well, the roast of Sammy Davis Jr., that is fucking yeah. weird. Especially I don't think that. I want to. I don't think I want to see that. Yeah, you're like, it's, you're like, what? Makes me uncomfortable just here. Just the thought. you just see like a bunch of his closest <laughs> friends. You just like Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, uh, not Done Rickles, um, uh, Johnny Carson. All these people just like an hour of racist jokes, and Sammy's just sitting there being like, ah, yeah, <laughs> and it's like. Oof. Yeah. It's, oh man, that's yeah. so weird. I listen. It was Malcolm Gladwell did a good podcast about Sammy Davis Jr. and he did a lot about that, about that whole being part of the club thing. Like, there's this psychological element of like, if you're part of a club, part of the club, 
yeah. then you are like an outsider. You're not part of the, and it's how stuff perpetuates. And America is like all about this club mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Club. Yeah. If you're in the club, yeah. then you you're okay. Like, you're okay. Separate, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And it oh, it's so weird to listen to these friends of his. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Good. Even oh, was it JFK? I was JFK or. Probably was JFK one of the who was the president at the time. He was invited to he was invited to the White House. Sammy Davis Jr. was invited to the White House for something rather some gala, and okay. then someone and then someone else had to go up to Sammy Davis Jr. like immediately afterwards and be like, "Oh, by the way, y- you can't come though." <laughs> it was like you can't actually come. Uh, just so you know. <laughs> Like, okay yeah it wasn't gonna anyway <laughs> jesus christ yeah like, yeah it's, it's crazy yeah 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 all right Jen, so shall we shall we grade our beers here i'll let the fans know how good the beers are we might as well yeah all right uh i forget who in what order why don't i go first with steve austin's broken skull ipa this is a very surprising ipa if anybody out there is a fan of IPAs, I suggest you get this IPA. It's it's not what you expect. I will say that because it's definitely not what I expected. Um, it drinks real easy. It's 6.7%. I mean, we're talking stout numbers here. And you don't think it by when you're drinking it. So... Uh, it's got really great carbonation. It's like we were saying earlier, it's juicy somehow without being juicy at the same time. It's, uh, um, the flavor's amazing. It, it, it's, it's almost like my first impression was almost like it was a pina colada, but they made it into a beer without it being sweet or sour. And, and I, I, this is like the best explanation I have for it. Um, easy to drink. Comes in a 60-ounce can. Always big fan of, of, of volume here. This, and like I said, Bengali was really, like, quite the eye-opener. And I think, actually, speaking of which, we did Bengali for when we did the Tiger King episodes. Um, was it, or was it Ancient Aliens? Oh, yes. question. Ancient Aliens. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. You're right. Um this I w- I give this one I give I give this IPA a four point four. This is a really good IPA. This is a really just excellent IPA. I honestly, this is one of those beers I can't find fault with. Yeah. Yeah. Four point four. Good beer. It's a good beer. Good beer. Good beer. Want me to go next? Or yeah, go, go, go for it. Um, so the Dangerous Precedent IPA. Shout out to that badass can, KCBC. Yeah. Um, this was great. It was, I think my review is going to be similar to the, the beer I had on the first half of this. Um, it was, it was very good. It wasn't, overly you know wasn't overly bitter uh it wasn't terribly heavy you know i like 
this is a whole pint here and I'm, it doesn't, it hasn't, you know, sometimes you drink a beer and it just is a little feels bit heavy. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is like, this is just right. I've been sipping on this whole conversation we've been having and it's great. Um, nothing, nothing about it that's like totally blowing me away, but nothing about it that I don't like. I really like it. Um, I'd say compared to the one we, one I had on the, the first half of this, I maybe would take this over it just a little bit, just a little hoppier. Um, something about it, just I like a little bit more. Okay. So if that last one, I gave that last one a 4.0, this is pretty close. I'll give this a, I'll give this a 4.2. Okay. Fair enough. Excellent. All right. Wow. Very good. Um, yeah, mine was fine. Mine was all right. It was, uh, it's, it's, I don't know, it's weird. I, I feel it, it was marred by the fact that I knew that Tomo was drinking the Brain Skull IPA and I just wished <laughs> I was drinking that. So, uh, which I would give like a 4.7 to. That beer is great. But this. Really? Uh, yeah, a 4.7? Oh. So higher than a Vesper? Or just as high as a Vesper? Oh, I still. Oh. Vesper four seven. Dude. Okay, then four six. Okay. And it's, okay. and it's my my favorite beer right now to drink is that. Uh, apart it's, from it's like really good beer. My favorite, you know, realistic beer. I mean, there are other beers that are great. You know, fortified, strong beers that are barely beers anymore that I right. love. Um, you know, but like a Black Ops or something where you sure you know, sure yeah it's cool but. But as far as just beer in like a four or six pack, like that thing is so good. This is um, this is fine. This is all right. Like you know, it tastes of it, this actually does taste of pina colada, um, okay. not grossly. Um, it's fine. Very light. Um, yeah, I give it a three point three. Both of my beers in the last two episodes, very good beers for people who are not big. Beer drinkers, I think probably. Uh, so yeah, I you know what now, now that you bring that up, I would actually think Broken Skull for people who are not big beer drinkers and and are afraid of an IPA. I think this would be a great intro IPA, just like we said Bengali. Bengali is a great intro IPA. Yeah, yeah, it would be. Mm. because it's like it's not too bitter, it's not too hoppy, it's got a nice citrus like robust flavor in it. I, okay. I, I, in fact, I think Broken Skull might be a better intro beer than Bengali for somebody that never had an IPA. Mm-hmm. Probably, it's it's less specific. Bengali yes. has a sort of pungency to it. Uh, with right, the, yeah. or the orange. That's the word. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Broken Skull doesn't. It's it's, it's a little smoother. Uh, very easy, like you said, it's very easy to drink. Um, very, very easy, yeah. yeah. You have to think, it's hard to think back to when you first had IPA. I remember specifically, I was doing a sketch show in London and the bar, it was above a pub and we, they had Uh-oh. on tap and uh, the stage manager for the show drank that. He said I should have it and I, I was drinking like Guinness or like whatever the crap lager they had was there. Right. And he said, "Oh, you should try this one. It's really good." And I never had IPA, like American IPA. And I remember having that, 
and now I love Sierra Nevada. It's it's, pl- it's basic, plain to me now. It's very standard IPA. But right. At the time, I remember drinking it, and it was like a fucking firework in my mouth. I remember thinking, like, the first time I had, I, I think I probably was like, oh, what the, f-? like, oh, that there's an element of like to it that you forget. <laughs> and yeah. Sierra Nevada is like nothing now. So like some of these right. IPAs. I can see how people get put off with them. Like, how the hell, if you've never had an IPA, if you've been a Bud Light guy, to suddenly someone gives you a fucking, you know, Brooklyn yeah. Bull Buster yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. No, I'll tell you which one it is. It's Sierra Nevada Bigfoot Ale. Mm. That thing, and I remember at this point I was already into beer. It was so bitter. It took me probably two hours to get through half a beer. That's how bitter it was. I was just like, and my buddy, he was just like, oh, those are the best beers. I got to have them all. I was just like, it literally tasted like <laughs> someone took a broom and pissed in it and then put it in a beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, I don't know what happened to your buddy. He's like, what happened to your mouth? <laughs> right, right, exactly. Like, who, who shit in your mouth that this tastes good? I don't, I don't, I don't know. You're right. right. Okay, excellent. All right, so... You so, and let's reiterate, especially for the folks that don't know the show, three point three is not a bad beer. We've had so no. many beers over the years. Our scale is constantly. In fact, if we went back and tasted the beers that we scored in the beginning, I'm sure they'd get much lower scores at this point. Yeah. You know what I was thinking, Tomo? On that same note, I need for me at least. I was going to ask you, I know you write down the scores we give all of these beers. Sure. I feel like I need to, I feel like I should reference that before I grade new ones just to kind of, cause I just kind of wing it every time. Like this is really good. I give this a <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But like, if I know like, like the Bengali is a good one because I think for all of us, that was pretty high up there. And I, for sure. me, that's, that's kind of like a good, uh, like a measuring point for me. Barometer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, to see that, to know like, okay, if, if I, I don't even know, what, what did I grade that? Like, I think I did like a four or five for that, right? Uh, so if I graded on. that, do you have it right there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I have my handy dandy book here. Florida Man, Ancient Aliens. Oh, Ancient Aliens? Bengali, yes. Did I do four or five? <laughs> you did it a four or six. Four or six, okay. Four, six. Right. So, sure. so if that's a four or six, then this should be a, you know, whatever. And I actually, I think that the four, two, I gave this is pretty accurate, but um, there's probably some that I feel like in hindsight, I maybe graded too high or we may have graded too low. You know what I mean? So okay, I'll have to do that if we can. Right. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll send you all the grades if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Just so I, I don't, I'm probably all over the place, especially when we're sitting here, <laughs> just shooting the shit and drinking like, and then it's like, oh, right, yeah, let me, well, oh, yeah, let's grade it. Well, I, I, just... remember, I remember <laughs> when, when you guessed it on the show, I thought you were a really harsh grader back then. I was. Well, but I didn't like, I didn't really like any of those beers. Because you were like, Sam Adams is, you were like, oh, that's a. I don't, I really and don't I like, like Sam no, Adams. No, Sam I give Adams the, is a nice beer. I give that like a 3.0, I, maybe. I, I think so, yeah, yeah, something like that. I don't like, but that, I would probably be somewhere around there still because uh, i'm not a huge fan of sam adams okay um, all right <laughs> that was i mean what did we grade we did what did we do like bud light coors light those we gave like a what like a one did we give one like a point 
0.5? Yeah, that was the Coors Light. <laughs> Coors Light was shit. And it was, it was because I looked up the numbers, and Bud Light outsells Coors Light like two to one. And then yeah. I tasted the Bud Light first, and I was like, okay, I can see why it's popular because it was really crisp, and it was really kind of effervescent, and yeah. there's hardly any booze in it. And it's like, yeah, you could drink this all day and not feel it. I get it. And then we went from that. Then to we had the chorus. Chorus. Like, uh, and we were like, oh. Yeah, yeah. It was this makes the butt. And we were just talking shit about the butt, right? And we were like, yeah. oh, this makes the butt taste good. Chorus like aren't even trying now. Have you seen their latest advert? Their latest commercial is like just a, a kick to uh, Michelob. Have you seen that commercial? That's like no. the guy goes to a liquor store and he's going to buy some like Michelob Ultra. And then the guy is like looking down at his like whatever his newspaper, whatever the fuck, and just goes, you know, Coors Lights only ten more calories. And then he goes, oh. and then like switches it out for a Coors Light, <laughs> which is like that's their advert. Their advert now is like yeah. they're like it. It doesn't. It, they don't even care. They're like, oh, yeah. fuck it. like whatever. They're just like you know. Which basically, when you're when the point of the advert is like it's only ten more calories. Basically, what he's saying is like you don't have to be totally fucking gay right now if you don't want to. <laughs> and the guy's like, you're right. I don't want to be totally fucking gay. I'm just going to get the cause light. <laughs> that's what they want to say, but they yes. know they can't. Yes, yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> oh, man. oh, here it is. 108 Stitches was the movie. Oh, yeah. Uh... <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. I, I just saw the scores. All right. Here are my scores. We had Bud Light, Coors Light, Blue Moon, and Sam Adams Lager. All right. Ready for this? 1.5, 0.7, 3.0, and 3.6. Okay. That was my scores. Here's Andrew. Ready? 0. 0.5, 0. 0.2, 2.5, 3.0. <laughs> oh. Oh, I fucking hate Blue Moon. I would still, I, I stand by those. That seems harsh, but I mean, any beer we've had since I've been on with you guys has been, I probably haven't graded anything lower than like a 3-3 three, three or something, right? Right. But those have all been pretty good beers, especially like Blue Moon. I don't really like Blue Moon. Sam Adams Lager. I do not like Sam Adams Lager either. And then obviously the Bud Light and the, the Coors Light are just... Blue Moon... Blue Moon's the same shit as Corona in my in like do you fucking have to chop up a fucking orange and stick it in the glass for you to be able to drink it. Like yeah. if you went around someone's house and you said like, no, I'll just have a water and they cut up half a fucking watermelon and threw it into the glass and you were like, I'll just have the water and they'd be like, No, 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 trust me, you really need the fruit in order to be able to <laughs> You really appreciate the water. Yes. See, I I take you. a I take a corona over uh, over a blue moon any day. Uh. Personally. I would I because Blue Moon makes me feel sick. That yeah. like that wheat fucking Blue Moon beer. has yeah. a very bizarre flavor. It really, really does. It, you, Blue Moon tastes almost. You know what Blue Moon tastes like to me, especially now, without the orange in particular. It tastes like someone took your sponge out of your sink that you wash your dishes with <laughs> and kind of left it in a glass for a bit and said, "Oh, I'm sorry, that that doesn't go there," and then give you the beer. That's you, know, so you know who likes Blue Moon? The people that like Blue Moon don't like beer. The people that like Blue Moon are people that like other drinks. And you're like, do you like beer? And they're like, oh, 
Yeah, some like Blue Moon. You ever have Blue Moon? I like Blue Moon. Those are the people that like Blue Moon. People that yeah. actually like beer do not like Blue Moon. It may, yeah, it makes sense because it like it looks when it's in that stupid glass with the orange. It's like half a step away from a cocktail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like ooh. And it tastes oh. like almost, it's like halfway between like a beer and like a fucking cider or something too. It, it, no, I wouldn't even insult a cider with that fucking beer. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's yeah, so no. stupid. I'd like, I've been hearing a lot of adverts for Blue Moon recently on podcasts. So we're, you know, we don't have any sponsors, but you know, whatever. We're probably sharing ourselves in the Blue first. Blue Moon, you want to sponsor us? They've been sponsoring. They've been sponsoring pretty heavy on the on podcasts right now. And they all do the same old dry read, which I think is very telling that every podcast, about three or four podcasts that have all had it. And they all said the same spiel for the commercial, which means none of them have any personal like of it. Right, just right, 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 right. Which is, and it's the same fucking copy. It was like, do you know where they got the name Blue Moon from? It's because one person early in the brewing stage tasted <laughs> the beer and he turned to the guy and he said, you know what? Only once in a blue moon do you get to taste a beer like this. And that's how they got their name. Before then, it was just called Untitled Test Beer. And then they went, well, that's a good soundbite. We're going to stick with the Untitled Test Beer. Yeah. Yeah. Are we still doing the uh, fuck that guy segment? Yeah, fuck, Do you fuck you, Blue Moon. <laughs> <laughs> sure, fuck that guy is a part of the show. So if you got a fuck that guy moment, go for it. Blue Moon, That's, fuck that guy. This, the oh, one okay. that said, the guy, whoever that motherfucker was that said, uh, once in a blue moon, you get a beer like, fuck that guy. This guy, it will come out of the woodwork and it'll be like, it'll be one of those things where it's like, I just didn't know what that phrase meant. <laughs> I, I honestly thought that meant a different thing. <laughs> I thought if you blue moon t- was a cow's asshole, uh, once in a blue moon, you taste a beer like this. <laughs> I have a friend whose surname is Moon. And it was like once it tastes like once you when you blow moon once when you blue moon that's what I was talking about. Oh hey, quick, pull oh those animals, pull those podcasts, pull the podcasts. <laughs> oh my god! Oh goodness me! Oh. Oh. Okay, on that note, I don't think we can top that now. I don't think so. Uh, so, um, yeah, that's what's going on, folks. This last two episodes, it's all about the beer, and we're talking just some shit, and we hope we made you laugh, because we made ourselves laugh, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Yeah.